Welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I'm your host, Jenna Josephowski, but you can call me Jenna J. I'm a semi-retired professional dancer, dance teacher, and yoga teacher turned certified personal trainer and kettlebell instructor who helps active women learn to lift and get strong with equal parts challenge and compassion. After years of working in the fitness industry, I got sick and tired of watching people, including myself, run themselves into the ground trying to uphold the narrow-minded image of what our culture sees as healthy and fit. But instead of giving it all up, I decided that I'd rather change the game, call out the BS, extract the good, and help others learn to use movement as a way to build themselves up rather than tear themselves down. On this podcast, we'll explore the intersection of fitness and anti-diet culture and all the gray areas in between. We'll let go of shoulds and judgment and dig into tough conversations with curiosity. Things get pretty spicy around here. So grab your headphones and let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to episode 16 of Tough Cookie Talks and what is probably about to be the most rambly, unprepared episode that I have ever recorded. And I care not. And here is why. Because I think that there is a lesson inside of today's episode and what's going on in my life and how we can apply that to the way that we approach our workouts and particularly in the way that we approach strength training. So we're going to go on a little journey. We're going to have a little story time today. Right now, I am sitting out in my she shed in the backyard. My mom is in the house taking a nap while also my baby JJ is taking a nap. My mom's in town helping out with JJ because it has been spring break for the past like week and a half or so here, except for instead of me being on spring break, my normal childcare is on spring break. So mom is here to help with some things. In addition, I also, in spite of the fact that I didn't really go anywhere for spring break, had a lot of fun. Just took some of the extra time where I didn't have to teach dance because that's what I do normally during normal school year time. So spring break meant time off from teaching dance, not necessarily time off from doing online biz stuff. And I felt like I really wanted to take advantage of that. So I took some time to go out with my husband and have a date night and to have a couple of friend dates and to hang out and to go with my mom and JJ to the zoo over the weekend. And these are all things that I really wanted to do. And so I did. And I will let you into the world of online business ownership for a moment. If you're not aware or you haven't been paying attention, I am currently in the middle of a program launch, a program launch. I hate talking about that. Whatever. It is what it is. The moral of the story is my online group coaching program, Tough Love Strength Club, is open for enrollment right now. And in the world of online business, there are best practices for how business gurus will tell you that you're supposed to do your launch and how you're supposed to follow these rules and do it in this format and be like super prepared and do this and this and this. And if you do, then you will have a successful launch and everyone will want to sign up for your program. And I'm like, you know what? I cannot. And I don't want to. I mean, not necessarily for all of it. 
I will admit. Uh, but one of the things that you're supposed to do when you're launching an online program, spoiler alert, is you're supposed to create content that points to your product, your service as a solution to a problem that people have. And so on Friday, I had this whole idea where I was going to sit down and I was going to record a podcast episode about like why following a strength training program is good for you and how that could be a valuable thing for you. And then you listen to the podcast episode and you're like, oh, hey, I should follow a strength training program. I should join Tough Love Strength Club. But you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to talk about that today. <laughs> and I didn't want to talk about it on Friday. And I was having such a hard time getting this super structured and very prepared and curated episode out. I couldn't speak. I sat out here for like 45 minutes and it didn't even feel authentic or real to me. It wasn't what I wanted to talk about in the time. And so you know what I did? I shut my laptop and I left and I went and met a friend for margaritas his spring break. Woo! Now, that being said, I do still think that following a strength training program is valuable and that there are a lot of unexpected benefits to that. And maybe, maybe at some point I will feel like I want to record a podcast episode about that. And I will, because I feel like talking about it then, but I don't feel like talking about it now. And I do not care. I promise there's a parallel to all of this with your workouts. I promise you. So stick with me here. So as I was out for margaritas and tacos with my friend, we are having this conversation about the things that I still needed to do that I hadn't gotten done yet work-wise. And I told her, I was like, but you know what? This is the whole reason why I decided that I wanted to start an online business so that I could have the flexibility to do what I want to do with my life. So I can drop everything at 4 p.m. on a Friday and go out for margaritas and not be required to be at a certain place at a certain time because I've made my own schedule and I get to decide when I work. So in a way, by forcing myself to stick to this rigid schedule and these arbitrary launching a program rules that don't even necessarily make sense or apply to my life right now, especially as a person that doesn't have consistent childcare at this particular moment, who is dealing with the challenges of having, I guess, I mean, I guess JJ is a toddler now. I want to call him a baby, but like a little one at home and also managing having another job still in addition to my business, I'm like, this is not the life that I wanted to create for myself to put myself into this box or this cage where I can't have the flexibility and freedom that I want. You know what I mean? That's the whole purpose of having an online business. And does that for me sometimes mean that I have to do things that aren't super fun? Sure. I do that because it affords me the opportunity to drop everything on a Friday afternoon and go meet a friend for tacos and margaritas. Same thing can and should be true for your workouts, the way that you approach your fitness. Because I think a lot of us have this idea or this mindset that if you want to be a quote unquote fit, person, 
that you have to let it like consume your life or something and that you're never able to miss a workout or that you, you know, like, like never miss a Monday or that you have to like get up and do it like first thing in the morning and follow it up with a green smoothie. And it has to happen in a very specific way. Or even if you're following a strength training program or doing something that's a little bit more structured, that you have to follow it exactly as it's written or that you have to do certain things like you have to, you know, do squats, but then you can't do too many squats because those are knee dominant. And then you need to do some deadlifts to balance that out because those are more hip dominant and blah, blah, blah. Like there are all these rules around fitness and around strength training. And are these rules valuable? Sure. Yeah, I think there's some validity to the idea that you may want to balance out doing some squats with doing some deadlifts or doing some upper body stuff and doing some lower body stuff. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really make a difference what advice you're following when it comes to your fitness or what rules you're following if, number one, it's leading you to achieve goals that don't really matter to you in your life, or if it's taking over your life in such a way that you can't actually do the things that you want to do. Sit with that for a moment. How do you think about your workouts? If you're somebody that's already strength training or maybe has this idea about what people who strength train do and what that looks like, Are you subscribing to arbitrary rules that don't make sense for your life? Or are you following these rules or these ideas in such a way that they're preventing you from doing the things that you actually want to do in the first place? So I have this, I guess I'm sure it's not my hashtag. Like I didn't make it up. I'm sure this is all over the Instagram, but it's something that I say to my clients all the time when they talk about something they did in their life or the reason why they missed a workout. I'm like, hashtag reasons why I lift. And so last week in my Facebook group for Tough Love Strength Club, I do something called Winning Wednesday where I ask people to share their wins and one of the members came on and was like, so I've missed two weeks of workouts, but I don't feel bad about it because I was just in Puerto Rico with my friends and we got to go snorkeling and paddleboarding and I got to swim in the ocean and it was so fun and I felt really good doing it and I didn't even care that I fell off the paddleboard. And I'm like, yes, a hundred percent yes to this. And moments like this, our hashtag reasons why you lift. So when I have any client in any capacity come to me and be like, oh, I had to miss workouts because I was doing this, whether it's something super fun like snorkeling and paddleboarding and swimming in Puerto Rico, or whether it's doing something super lifey like moving into a new house or I don't know, any number of things. Being able to live the kind of life you want to live and to be able to move about the world in the way that you want to and to feel strong and confident and capable in your ability to do the things that you want to do is 
the reason why we strength train, or at least the reason I promote strength training. I'm sure some people probably do it for a variety of other reasons as well, but that's that's the kind of shit that I'm here for. That's what I want to promote inside of my coaching program. That's what I want to support. And so all that in mind, I want to dive into the topic of movement and exercise and training and what these words mean and how they matter and how they play out in what I'll call like your movement mix and what that might look for you if you decide you want to pursue strength training without being super obsessive about it. So a lot of times in the anti-diet space, we hear people, I hear a lot of other like-minded trainers saying, oh, well, don't call it exercise. Don't call it working out. We should just call it all movement because that just like, it feels nicer. And I get it. Like movement, it sounds nice, especially if you've had any kind of troubled relationship with exercise, be that like, you know, compensatory or disordered or like traumatizing even like people have shit when it comes to working out. And so when you're trying to improve your relationship with it, it can make sense that you would be like, yeah, you know, I used to be really obsessive about working out. So we're going to get some movement in. And that concept can feel really nice in your brain. And yes, like everything is movement. Like any way that you could possibly move your body falls into the category of movement. But what I also want to talk about today is exercise and training because, and stick with me here, exercise and training are movement and training is also exercise, but exercise is not training and movement is not necessarily training. And you're probably like, what? I think maybe I need to make a diagram about this, but we'll talk about it in a little bit more depth because I think this will make sense when we talk about it within context, okay? So let's start with the broadest category, movement, what we call all the things. So movement is literally any way that you move your body. It's going to the gym and lifting weights. It is going for a walk or a run outside. It is riding your bicycle. It is going for a hike. It is moving a laundry basket from the basement to the upstairs. It is walking your dog. It is emptying the dishwasher. It is getting off of your couch and walking to the refrigerator to get a snack. Like all of these things are movement. And sometimes movement is done specifically for the purpose of moving your body. And that's the only purpose it serves. But in a lot of cases, movement is done in ways where we're just like doing shit in our lives. And the point of doing the thing is not actually the movement itself, but it's where it gets you. So like taking out the trash, for example, that's movement. Or I mentioned before, like moving into a new house. I know I've had a lot of clients say to me in the past, like, oh, hey, I'm I'm moving this month, so I might not get as many workouts in. And I'm looking at them like, 
you don't think that counts? What do you think? Like, as you're listening to this right now, does moving into a new house count as a workout? You're probably like, no, it doesn't count. I need to go to the gym. I hear people say that a lot. But if you think about it, like, what do you do at the gym but you pick up a kettlebell and you, like, step up onto a box and you stand down off of the box and you do that, like, you know, for five sets of ten or whatever, and that counts. But then, like, picking up a box and carrying it up two flights of stairs multiple times for hours a day. In our minds, stuff like that doesn't register. And it doesn't necessarily count. But it all counts. Every single little bit of it. Even the stuff that's not as intense as moving into a new house. I sometimes joke about the idea of like joyful movement and like Julie Andrews twirling in a meadow. Like movement is me chasing JJ around the house and playing with him. It's literally any number of things. And I cannot stress that enough. So when it comes to movement, all of the things count, whether it's more structured or less structured. Okay, so we've got that. And now I want to talk about the next category, which is exercise. Okay. So when we're talking about exercise, that is something that we are doing for the express purpose of moving your body. There's nothing else that is accomplished by exercise. Meaning like if I go for a run around my block, around my neighborhood, I'm doing that for the purpose of exercise. If I am running because my dog just ran out the door and is chasing after the UPS guy and I'm trying to like go get him, that's not necessarily exercise. That's me living my life. Do you know what I mean? So when we think of exercise, that's the things that we do that are a little bit less structured, um, but are done for the sole purpose of moving your body. So that's like going out for a bike ride just because that is going to a group fitness class or like if you're me, well, I want to say a dance class, but I guess that serves a different purpose um, because I'm working on my technique and stuff like that. Um, But in a lot of cases, we do this. I'm sure you can think about times in your life when you're like, oh, hey, I'm just going to go work out. And then you go and like, do whatever. That's you like popping into the gym and like, you know, casually hopping onto the elliptical and then doing a couple of machines because they sound amusing and whatever. And then you leave. So there's really no structure behind that, but it's you like getting out, getting a workout in, getting some exercise in. Okay. So that is movement, but movement is not necessarily exercise. Like it could be, but it couldn't be. Are you still with me? Okay, good. Now we're gonna talk about the next category, which is training. When I talk about training, I talk about strength training a lot because that's what I focus on and that's what I teach for my clients. But know that training could fall into a variety of different categories. For example, if you are working towards a very specific goal, like say you want to run a half marathon, then there's a very specific like running training 
kind of program that you would follow that's designed by a running coach. If you're an elite athlete or competitive athlete and you're trying to get ready for like a very sports specific event, if you're training to be an Olympic figure skater, there's going to be very specific and structured training that you do to get you towards that big event. Strength training is something that's also a little bit more structured and you can pursue following a strength training program for a very specific purpose. For example, I've helped clients follow a strength training program that I designed for them because they're going on a really big hike on their next vacation and they want to be able to handle the physicality of that hike. So you could be working towards something that's very specific, but you could also be working towards general strength building so that you can go back downstairs and pick up that laundry basket and feel like you are not going to throw out your back if you pick that up. Or you know that you can chase your kid up and down and all around the house all day and not get super winded. Or that you feel just stronger carrying in your groceries in from the house and one trip. Those things are like general strength and conditioning. Following a structured strength training program is an effective way to help you accomplish that. So when we're talking about training, we're talking about something that has a little bit more intent and purpose behind it. This is when you hear me talking about like, okay, we're going to go into the gym and we're going to pick up a kettlebell and hold it in a goblet position. And we're going to do five sets of 10 of step-ups. And then the following week when we come back, maybe we're going to do some of those step-ups again, but we're going to try it with a heavier weight and we are going to do um, 10 sets of five. I'm just making that up. So we're mixing up the variables a little bit. Or we're like, we're going to do those step-ups this week, but we're not going to hold any weight, but we're going to change up the tempo and we're going to do that thing really, really, really slowly. All sorts of different ways that you can mix up your workouts within a strength training program. That's where somebody like me, a personal trainer, can come in and help you figure out how to most effectively build strength because that's not something that we're necessarily taught. And I have a feeling if you're somebody who has maybe never pursued strength training in that way before, that maybe you've been going to the gym for a long time, but you tend to do the same sorts of things. I see this a lot with with my newer clients who come to me and maybe they're always doing sets of 10 or they've been using the same weights. They've been lifting the same amount of weight for like five years straight. Well, I hate to break it to you, but that's not necessarily going to help you to get stronger over the long term in the most effective way. Now, if you've never picked up a weight a day in your life and you decide that you're going to go to the gym and you're going to start doing that or you're going to go start taking group fitness classes, are you going to get stronger? Absolutely. But if you do that for years and years on end, you might find yourself falling into this category of being that person who works out all the time, 
but you feel like you're never getting any stronger or you feel like you're constantly just feeling like beaten down or you're perpetually sore or you find yourself having these like nagging injuries or like little aches and pains and tweaks and you can't figure out what's going on. And so to this idea, I offer this thought. If you're somebody who works out or exercises all the time, if you're already in the habit of doing that, working out, exercising on a regular basis, and you find yourself not getting stronger, you might as well be training. Because when you're training and you're following something with a little bit more structure, it's going to help you do things uh, like number one, manage your workload so that you're not overtraining yourself and finding yourself getting those nagging injuries, aches, pains, tweaks. I mean, obviously we can't like fully prevent injuries, but when you're following a structured strength training program, your coach who is figuring that out for you can help you to manage that load so that you're not doing too much, too soon, too fast, too often, and wearing your body down. Likewise, following a strength training program is also going to help you to do things in different ways. Because there's only so many exercises in the world. In Tough Love Strength Club, we talk a, a lot about different movement patterns and how those movement patterns kind of show up, like not only within a workout, but also within, um, you know, our day-to-day lives. So for example, a squat, like a squat's a squat's a squat. But a better way to get stronger at squats would be to mix it up a little bit. Again, to play with those different tempos, those different variables, do it slower, do it faster, heavier weight, lighter weight, more reps, less reps, this much rest. Yeah, rest is a whole thing when it comes to following a strength training program. And having all of that stuff structured and baked in can help prevent you from overdoing it and also help you to find balance in your body. Because let's face it, we don't know what we don't know. And if you're not a fitness professional, why would you know all of the different exercises that you could do with your upper body besides simply a push-up? So many different ways to frame this, so many ways to complement that, to oppose it, to find, I keep coming back to the word balance, but really to find that balance within yourself. So you're finding new ways to do those same exercises. And not that this is necessarily the most important thing, because sometimes strength training can be a little bit boring. And we'll talk about that more in a bit. And I think that's okay. But it can also keep things interesting for you to help you to find that uh, novelty, I guess which can sometimes be a good thing and sometimes can be the thing that we need to keep us going. So there are a lot of different reasons, I guess, or a lot of different surprising things that can be beneficial from following a strength training program. And I don't want to get into this whole conversation about that today because that's another story for another day, even though I said I didn't want to talk about that. But... Back to this whole idea of how this all 
movement training and exercise fits into your mix of what you do during a week, none of these are morally better than the other, right? Training is not better than exercise and exercise is not better than movement. And really all of it is movement and all of it is morally equivalent. But when you're doing some training, strength training that is a little bit more structured, it can help you to do things in your life that you want to do, whether those are exercise-based things, like feeling stronger on your hike, or whether those are life-based things, like standing up on a paddleboard when you're on vacation with your friends. Sometimes doing that slightly more structured, slightly less, dare I even say joyful thing, is going to help you to do the things that you want to do in your life better. And isn't that kind of the point? And something else I want to add when it comes to this whole like movement training and exercise piece, while these three things are morally equivalent, they're not all going to help you accomplish the same goal. And I think that's important to recognize if you have goals. So for example, you can say to yourself, I have a goal of improving my upper body strength. Well, great. So you're probably going to have to do some strategic strength training, probably using weights or doing some body weight exercises to facilitate that. Something like riding your bike, for example, or you know, walking your dog around the neighborhood, morally equivalent, 100%, but is that going to help you achieve your goal of building more upper body strength? Not necessarily. And we could play that game with literally any different activities that you have in mind. So again, while movement, exercise, and training are all morally equivalent, it's important to consider what you're actually trying to get out of it and then making sure that you're choosing the right things that are going to help you get closer to where you want to be. And only you know what that is for yourself. To bring this full circle and to think back about where I am in my life today, as I sit here recording this podcast, from a business perspective, as a business owner, is this like the glamorous Instagrammable thing? Like I feel like you always see online business gurus posting themselves working from like some magnificent beach house, like in the mountains of Santorini and just like the glistening ocean and like the beautiful picturesque sunsetty background and like all of this stuff and be like, I can work from anywhere. And like, here I am working from my she shed. So is that like the most glamorous thing? Not necessarily. And being able to do this slightly less and glamorous fun thing meant that last week I got to ditch out or like play hooky on doing that stuff and go on a date with my husband or hang out with some friends or go out for tacos and margaritas. I keep talking about it like that fun stuff because that's the whole point of me having my own business is so that I can create my own schedule and do what I want to do. And the same is true for strength training. 
So for me, it would defeat the whole purpose if on Friday or like any of the other days last week when I chose to go have fun and do something else, I told that person like, no, like I have to stay in here and like batch record my podcasts and like create all of my launch content and schedule my emails and like my Instagram posts. Like I cannot, that is never, never the kind of business owner that I want to be because it feels fake and not fun at all. I feel like I need to speak from my heart and I need to be real and I need to have the permission to show up as my messy, authentic self wrapped in a blanket in the she shed in my backyard recording a podcast that I haven't even really planned out. I'm showing up in this way because I want you to know that it is okay to show up imperfectly for your workouts. And if you are strength training, you don't always have to follow the rules perfectly. Like, yes, that structure is there for you. And if you follow that structure, sometimes when it makes sense within the context of your life in a way that feels good for you, in a way that helps you to to reach your goals, like the ones that you want to accomplish, not some arbitrary like bullshit goals that society has put on you then that's something that can feel good for you. And then you can take that strength and decide that you're not interested in going to the gym at your hotel while you're in Puerto Rico because you want to get up on a paddleboard and have a good time with your friends. Like that is the whole point. That is the whole point, at least for me. So one thing that I always encourage my clients to think about, and I would encourage you to do this now, and maybe it's one of those moments where you get out a pen and paper, do a little bit of journaling. Think about the things that you want to do in your life that being stronger would help you to do better, would help you to do with more ease, with more comfort, with more confidence, with more joy. Think about those things right now. I'm willing to bet that some of those things are movement-based. And then think to yourself what you would want your week, your month to look like within this whole context, right? Like how many days a week does it feel realistic for you to strength train, to lift some weights, to go to the gym? to do some more structured exercise because maybe in spite of that, like, yeah, there are perhaps some group fitness classes that you really enjoy going to because they're fun or you're like me and you love to dance or you love to ride your bike when the weather is nice. And how many days would it feel good to do that? How many days would it feel good to live your life and just get some movement. And maybe the only thing that you do all day is go for a walk to get coffee from your favorite coffee shop because you love that coffee and like, that's it. And it totally counts. And how many days a week do you want to do nothing and like, forget about the snorkeling and paddle boarding and swimming and like lay on a lounge chair and chill or do nothing and go out for tacos and margaritas with your friends because you get to decide you get to decide the context of that and what that looks like in your life. And that's exactly what I encourage my clients to do inside of Tough Love Strength Club. So I program 
three days a week worth of strength training workouts? Do you have to do every single one? No, you don't. Will it help you to get stronger more quickly if you follow that program as it's written? Sure it will. I've put a lot of thought and effort into the way that I designed that program. I'm really, really proud of that. And also, you can still get strong and it still counts if you don't do every single workout every single week. And once you start to build that consistency, going back to the idea of the strength savings accounts that we talked about back in episode, oh, I don't even know which one it was because I'm so bad at remembering numbers and I do not care. Um, but the, the idea of the strength savings accounts is that we built that up. We save it for a rainy day so that you can live your life. Your workouts should not be something that take over your life. They should always be something that enhance it in a way that feels good for you. And you don't have to follow arbitrary fitness rules if they don't help you to live the kind of life that you want to live and do the things that you want to do. And the same is true for anything. I'm always talking about how like, oh, that's just another flavor of the same shit sandwich. But that's what really made me want to record this episode today. As I was thinking to myself on Sunday night, I never finished my podcast. I should go out to the shed on Sunday night and record my podcast. Damn it, I don't want to. I want to hang out with my mom. This is the whole reason that I decided that I wanted to do my own thing. Same is true for you with fitness, with movement, with exercise, with training, with all of it. All right. So keep that in mind. You've heard me talking about my online group coaching program, Tough Love Strength Club. That program is open for enrollment right now if you're listening to this episode live. And that program is probably for you if you're somebody who likes to work out but wants to find a little bit more structure. Maybe you're feeling frustrated that you work out often and you're not seeing the results that you want. Or it might also be for you if you are somebody who knows that you want to build strength so that you can live your life better without letting it become a super obsessive thing that consumes your life. That's the kind of coaching that I'm here for. That's the kind of life that I want you to be able to live for yourself. Again, doors are open for that right now, and I will leave a link in the show notes if you want to learn more about that program and fill out an application to join. If you decide to fill out the application, I always tell people it's not a commitment to join. It's a chance to start a conversation with me to see if that program is a good fit for you. So again, I'll leave the link for that in the show notes. You can check that out. Tough Love Strength Club, the spring cohort is going to kick off on April 18th. I am, I'll be honest, I'm not sure when doors for enrollment are going to close. Um, probably whenever I run out of spots, it will likely be at the very latest, April 10th, which is a Sunday. I may close the doors as early as April 3rd if we run out of spots. It really just depends. I only want to keep that open for as many people as I feel I can get to know as whole humans 
and serve and coach through their movement exercise training journey. So anyway, I feel like I didn't even get to take a breath there for a second. Um, but I hope that all of that made sense trying to put together the idea of movement and training and exercise and how that fits into your life. And also the way that I not only view fitness as a coach, but also the ways in which that parallels our lives as a whole human, as an online coach, as a business owner, as a podcaster, I will forever be living in this place where I am oftentimes a little bit unpolished and a little bit unfiltered and that's okay. And I want to give you the permission this week to show up imperfectly and to do the same thing and to create the kind of life that you want to live rather than letting obsessive exercise pursuits consume you. So that's all I've got for today. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and we will talk soon. Thanks again for tuning into Tough Cookie Talks. I'm so glad you're here. If you want to learn more about me and how we can work together, visit my website, itsjennaj.com or follow and tag me on Instagram at itsjennaj. I would love to hear from you. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, make sure that you click subscribe and follow along so that you don't miss a single show. Then take a moment and leave me a five-star rating and review so we can help this podcast and this message reach even more people. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.